Yeah. I know we can't drink and say the U of M be- regents are buttheads, but but can, can we, we can we like torture people yeah. in here? Maybe just... spread some Christianity. <laughs> now our good Christian friend uh, Chuck uh, um, Warpahosky mm-hmm. was here last week, and we can't make generalizations like that. And Chuck Booker Hirsch is going to come in in a couple weeks good. and talk about uh, the upcoming protest for the School of the Americas. He's going to be doing that, but next week is we're going to definitely talk about Admiral Columbus. So please tune in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the phone calls, everybody. <laughs> Not the heck. Renegade Solutions is a white buffalo woman production. It is co-hosted by me, Charmy Golson, and Ollie Transboy Bratton. Send Ollie some hate mail, you guys. All right, stop, you know, sending it to me. Um, Red, um, Mike Perini's next with Pandora's Lunchbox. Mm-hmm. We've been engineered by Alex Belhaj, the lovely Alex Belhaj, and you have been listening to White Hawk. Right, Southern White style, Hawk in Southern the background. St- Southern style powwow music. Mm-hmm. There's women singing, too. We've got it yeah. low. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really trying good. to keep our blood pressure down <laughs> with that low powwow music. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. See you next week. Remember, all related. Box, a box of chocolates Would I know To stay away What's that Hand off his box A box of chocolates Would I eat Them anyway Cause Every time I have Half a mind to leave you Babe That means I have Half a mind to stay Good evening, it's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. I'm Mike. This is a show about food that we do every 6.30 at Thursday, or every Thursday at 6.30 or one or the other, such things. But today we have a guest on the show, Amanda. Hi. Howdy. How you doing? Good. Amanda is the executive director of... Growing Hope. And Growing Hope has a fundraiser coming up this weekend. Yeah. Hope's Harvest is Sunday, October 2nd, this Sunday from 4 to 7 out on the west side of Ann Arbor in a place called Gladwin Barn. And it's a celebration of um, of wine and of local sustainable food and putting those two things together. Okay, well, tell us something about Growing Hope. Growing Hope's an Ypsilanti-based nonprofit uh, put together formally in 2003, but informally organized since 2000. Uh, we're, our mission is to help people improve their lives and communities through gardening. So we help empower individuals, groups, and communities, especially in low-income areas, to develop uh, community gardens, school gardens, and garden-related programming. And how did it start out? was the initiative? Was How it? did it start out? Well, it all started, as Charmy just mentioned a few minutes ago, um, behind the Perry School in the south side of Ypsilanti uh, with an effort I started when I was still in school at the University of Michigan as a, um, as a school learning garden that we worked with the school and the principal, teachers, parents to develop a learning garden for 505-year-olds at Perry Child Development Center. Cool. From there, lots and lots and lots grew and grew and grew, literally and figuratively. And in 2003, we decided to bring it all under the heading of a nonprofit. Um, and in the last few years, we have helped 15 different school and community gardens and school greenhouses um, be developed all around, largely Ypsilanti, but throughout Washtenaw County. Cool. And uh, how do you, what do you do for 505-year-olds? How do you, oh, yeah, what oh, do you yeah. do? <laughs> a lot of stuff? You do short activities, 
for little short people with short attention spans. Uh-huh. That garden, the Perry Learning Garden, is designed around sort of learning needs of little kids, which is interactive, hands-on, fun, exciting, colorful. So there's an alphabet garden where there's one plant starting with every letter of the alphabet, and there's a salad garden that the beds are in the shape of a salad bowl and two big salad spoons that have uh, lettuces and spinaches and fresh herbs. And you make it fun to explore and meander, just like any any five-year-old would love. You know, these are kids who are learning alphabet and learning colors and learning basic life skills so it's not about the scientific names of the plants or fancy culinary skills but it's about those basics and providing a stimulating environment for kids to learn in cool and to teach them about healthy food to teach them about healthy food to teach them about uh the world around them Uh, as we get older and we're working with say middle schoolers we do lots of healthy cooking right from the garden we do nutrition things like that we bring in entrepreneurial skills see how those are connected to the garden where the youth um they grow in gardens around town and they sell what they grow at the ypsilanti farmer's market so as we get older we can get into more complex skills and cooking and eating and things like that okay well, let's uh, start by listening to some songs about food that you might hear in a garden. Yay, for instance, songs. here we go. This is uh, Plant a Radish. Why I love vegetables, you know what you're about. Plant a turnip, get a turnip, maybe you'll get two. That's why I love vegetables, you know that they'll come through. They're dependable, they're befriendable. They're the best pals a parent's ever known. While with children, it's bewildering. You don't know until the seed is nearly grown Just what you sow So plant a carrot, get a carrot, not a Brussels sprout (laughs) That's why I love vegetables, you know what you're about Life is merry if it's very vegetarian A man who plants a garden is a very happy man just a rousing song about vegetables and there need to be more rousing songs about vegetables but that's one of them we yes were, we were waving our arms here and it was just really exciting stomping our boots and getting mud on them and stuff like that 
This is Pandora's Lunchbox, and I'm here with Amanda, who is the executive director of Growing Hope. And we were talking about some of the different programs that Growing Hope does. And you were just talking about cooking from the garden, in fact. Yeah, we work with um, some great partners in the community, MSU Extensions, Family Nutrition Program, the County Public Health Department, um, and others. Head Start actually a lot to do a program called Homegrown Health, which is combines cooking, nutrition, gardening, and food safety all in one, where families are getting together once a week for six weeks and learning from seed to stomach, literally, how do we grow things in an inexpensive way, in containers for people who don't own land or own a home. Um, and community gardens, things like that, then how do we grow it? How do we cook it? How do we eat healthy food? How do we incorporate more uh, more healthy, fresh produce into our diets? And then we all sit down at the end of every evening and have a big group meal with the, about 30 of us um, because that's something that's lost in our culture many times now, that families aren't eating together. So part of the learning, especially for the kids to learn about uh, introducing and eating new foods, it's experienced through sitting and eating all together. Um, and so that's a really important part of that program. And that program, what's the name of it? It's called Homegrown Health. We do it um, We do it with six-week sessions with different partners. We've been working with Ypsilanti Head Start, so families at Head Start who are great from all over the world, all different cultural backgrounds. We've held it at local churches. Um, we may hold a session with Habitat for Humanity homeowners at some point. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's a lot of connections with other groups that are helping people and helping people to do creative things in their own lives. Yeah, everything, gro- things. everything Growing Hope does is in partnership with other organizations, so we, we play well with others. Great. That sounds like the way to. that's the way to do it in a garden, play with others. Right. And uh, let's see, you were talking also about, we were just talking about the fact that there's a whole lot of vegetables out there right now because this is the harvest time where there's just a surplus of vegetables out there. Tomato and zucchini growers, listen up. Uh, we work with, uh, with Food Gathers, our well-known, awesome food bank and food rescue program in Washtenaw County, who delivers uh produce to over, I think, 150 agencies who are all have the soup kitchens and food pantries. We work with food gatherers to do a plant a row for the hungry campaign. And this is actually a national campaign that we uh, adopt locally to encourage gardeners of all types to donate that extra produce um, so that it can help feed our neighbors in need. So you can drop that off at food gatherers. You can actually drop it off at uh, English Gardens over on the west side of Ann Arbor. You can drop it off at the end of the day at the Ipsy or Ann Arbor Farmers Markets on Saturdays. Mm, I think. Uh, or you can get in touch with us yeah. uh, by going to www.growinghope.net and we can help you figure out how to get that extra produce uh, to neighbors in need so that you're not dropping it on your neighbor's front porch in the middle of the night um, doing these middle of the night zucchini drops as right, Garrison Keeler often speaks of. So yes. This year already, we're really excited. Last year, I think it was a total of about 1,600 pounds of, of produce that was donated by gardeners wow. uh, to food gatherers. This year, we're well over 2,000 pounds already. So over a ton and I'm sure there's more out there sitting, rotting on your vines right now. Yes. In fact, I just recently saw a field of tomatoes that uh, me and some friends helped to pick this weekend in the rain because it was just, it, nice. it, was, it was good therapy for the toes with the mud and everything like that. Yeah. And we got a lot of, a lot of tomatoes and a lot of uh, habanero peppers and things nice. from, from the gardens and things. So 2,000 pounds has been donated. Yeah, well over that already. That was a count as of last month, I think, so... Excellent. Yeah. And that you are funneling through to Food Gathers. So we work with Food Gathers just to sort of publicize this and have everyone go to Food Gathers, and that goes throughout Washtenaw County. Okay. And I'm going to have to give people information a little on Food Gathers. We have had guests on Food Gathers on the show. So Growing Hope is what we're talking about right now. And, again, it's www.growinghope.net. Yes. And is there a phone number that people can call to? There is, 734 786 
800-800-8401 is our phone number. Okay. And let's see, what are some other programs that Growing Hope does? Um, we work with the F- youth, I was mentioning before, an after-school program, middle schoolers uh, in the Atlantic area called Roots and Shoots, where they're learning um, gardening, community service, entrepreneurial skills, uh, cooking, healthy eating, et cetera, et cetera. We set up a camp stove regularly in the garden with them, and they cook snack. Last Saturday, they actually cooked a huge stir-fry, all from things they harvested, harvested right there next to them, and they had grown all summer. And wow. It's pretty amazing to see. Teenagers, mind you, teenagers eat vegetables. Teenagers beg for Swiss chard and eggplant and things like that. They may not have ever eaten before. Swiss um, chard. Swiss chard. I've had 13-year-olds in December t- heartbroken because they didn't understand why the Swiss chard was all gone, you know, and oh, couldn't no. wait till next year when it was going to grow again. And that's kind of amazing. When I was 13, I, I don't think I'd ever heard of Swiss chard. And I was a healthy eater, mm-hmm. you know, relatively. So... Actually, I've had Swiss chard, but I'm, I need a little reminder as to what it is. So. Oh, Swiss chard's the best. I eat it every day. Swiss chard is that um, great, often real bright-colored stem green, sort of a texture between spinach and a, like a turnip green or, a, um, or one of the other more hearty greens. Not all thick and cabbage-like as a collard. Okay. Um, and you usually steam it or saute it with garlic and a little lime and... Mm. Um, I eat it every day because it's a great long season crop. You can put it in really early and it'll go until the until the first real frost. So it's really, really prolific. And if you get the bright lights uh, chart, it's the one with the red and pink and yellow and real bright colored stems. Wow. Yum. That's just just, just fun food. Yeah. Which also brings to mind, uh, I know you talked about for the five-year-olds, you had different gardens and different themes shaped like a spoon or with alphabet things. Mm-hmm. Do you do some of that sort of thing for some of the older kids or some of the... Teenagers? Uh, for the teenagers, uh, the Roots and Shoots Garden that's at the Ypsilanti Freight House and Farmer's Market actually has raised beds in the shape of um, Ipsy, made out of old bricks we got out of the dump. So there's a bed that's a Y and a bed that's a P and S ah. and I. You know, you're, you're never too old to have a creative, fun space. Um, with some of the older kids, we've also been building school greenhouses. Uh, we're working with U of M's College of Engineering, uh, Professor Dr. Meadows there, and Washington Community College's Home Construction Program, and five different schools to get greenhouses up and going in, in the in the school environment. So, uh, I was at West Middle School, who, whose greenhouse was built last spring, last week, and one of the science classes had <laughs> made all these looking like little potatoes, but they were using old stockings and <laughs> planting grass in them and putting googly eyes on them. So there were little wow. potato heads that were about to sprout. <laughs> that was fun and creative. That's cool. And and greenhouses, I mean, actually getting together to help greenhouses come together, that sounds like a big project. Yes. Big, big project. So the schools are East Middle School, West Middle School in Ypsilanti, uh, Willow Run High Sc- Alternative High School, Ypsilanti Head Start, um, and a fifth one to be determined. Uh, we're in process. Two greenhouses are up. Two are in process right now. And we're just working with the schools to try to have them be able to have a team together to help get these going, help integrate them to curriculum. Our goal with all of our projects is to help these projects be sustainable without us. So we provide some startup support, some advice. We team up, help people realize what their own assets are to be able to have them help build something that then grows and blooms and doesn't need us in the picture at all. So you've got greenhouses and you've also got gardens. I mean, one's indoors, one's outdoors. So right, and often greenhouse and gardens go to you know go together. Mm-hmm. There's a greenhouse to you know in this season in this climate, help things last a little longer. Yes. And what are some of the things that you do to teach uh, kids and teenagers about uh, greenhouse growing? Oh, 
I don't know. We've been more doing work with the schools to help them develop teams to help the teachers because really oh, okay. if we're there all the time then if we are suddenly not there and then it doesn't happen if we can instead work with the teachers to help them make the curricular connections or help connect with other programs that are already going on in the schools then that's a more sustainable way for kids for generations to come to learn about these things so we haven't besides with our after school program been doing that much direct work we've been more catalyzing getting these things off the ground and going and helping the teachers get training to um, make them go from there Okay. And if you just tuned in, this is Pandora's Lunchbox, and I'm talking to Amanda, who is the executive director of Growing Hope, and we're going to play another song to do with growing things and gardens and such. This is the ever-appropriate Plant You Now, Dig You Later. Yes, indeed. That is from the soundtrack to, actually, the original Broadway cast recording of 1952. That is Pal Joey is the name of the musical. Yes, it's a musical. Boy, is it a musical. And that is Plant You Now, Dig You Later. The musical also features the song The Flower Garden of My Heart. Oh, I love garden music. Yeah. I like Plant You Now, Dig You Later, the title better, but we may have to try the other one, too. Okay. So Amanda is here from Growing Hope. And uh, so how does a program like Growing Hope sustain itself in terms of funding and things like that? Yeah, that's a good question. We sustain ourselves from community support of all type, from donations, from individuals, um, is a is a big part, of, big and growing part of our funding base, uh, to businesses who want to give corporate sponsorship or local business sponsorship, uh, to fundraisers like this, Hope's Harvest this spring, as well as a lot of support from grants and things like that, which is very common for nonprofits and common for nonprofits, especially in their first few years of operations, to get support from foundations, corporate foundations, uh, 
community foundations and others. But we really, in the long term, to build a sustainable budget, rely on growing support from our community. Everyone's uh, $25 check to $1,000 check to $10,000 check um, that helps support the work that we do. And we are a 501c3 tax-deductible um, nonprofit, so donations are tax-deductible to the fullest extent of the law. Okay. And you, you mentioned, let's talk once again about the event coming up this weekend. Yay! Yeah. It's going to be really fun. Um, so we are doing this event in partnership with Everyday Wines and Carytown Markets and Shops. So it's a wine tasting paired with local food. So we've got a menu with different theme tables that feature different vegetables and other types of food um, prepared by Zingerman's Catering and donated lo- largely by local farms. Garden Works, Tantre, Fresh Seasons, the People's Food Co-op, and some others have been donating uh, donating the foods for us. Uh, so the food will be, ta- which is let me stop. The food is going to be paired with each of the wines that goes with food that kind of um, that kind of flavor. And so you'll go away with a sense of what are good, what are some great wines, what are some great wines to to cook with tomatoes or squash dishes or whatever that might be. We've also got live music from Susan Chastain and the Firefly All Stars. Yes, from the is she the manager of the Firefly Club? I believe. I think she's the owner. The owner. And um, she is donating um, her. She and her band services, so there'll be some live music there, and there'll be a great raffle, which you don't have to be at the uh, event to to buy tickets for, um, for a custom-built potting bench and a case of wine and a, a wheelbarrow full of organic gardening supplies and some artwork and gift certificates to local restaurants and more and more. So, excellent raffle, and if you um, can't afford a wine-tasting kind of price of a ticket, then you can at least afford, afford a couple raffle tickets. And... Where and when is all of this happening? Where and when? Sunday, October 2nd, this Sunday, 4 to 7 p.m., it's sort of a drop-in time, at Gladwin Barn, which is at um, 4105 West Liberty. You need to get tickets in advance, and you can get tickets a couple ways. One, on the Growing Hope website, which is www.growinghope.net. You can buy them via PayPal, via credit card that way. Two, at Everyday Wines, which is in the Carytown Market and Shops. Or three, we're going to have people um, out selling tickets for the raffle and the event in front of the People's Food Co-op on this Saturday, October 1st from about 9 to noon. And also at the Fallapalooza Festival, which is in the Farmer's Market area in Depot Town in Ypsilanti, about the same time, 9 to noon. So get out there, um, buy your fall veggies at the support all those local markets and um, get your event tickets and raffle tickets. Okay, so once again, a Sunday, October 2nd from 4 to 7 p.m. at the Gladwin Barn. And yeah. it is at 4105 West Liberty in Ann Arbor. We are also encouraging carpoolers because parking is somewhat limited out there. Uh, carpooling is always good. And there's going to be a crew leaving to bicycle out there. So put your light on your bicycle. Um, and they're going to leave from in front of the People's Food Co-op at about 4 p.m. if you want to bike out with the group. Uh-huh. And they'll also bike back together. So eco-friendly, get your exercise before you go and gorge on food and drink. And bring a basket so you can put lots of uh, zucchinis in, right. in the basket. Right. And, I, and I think we'd, I'd like to talk about some of the stuff that's on the menu okay. at this so so I can tantalize people. And, yeah. Uh, the fall ratatouille. No, I, I can't pronounce that word. Rat- ratatouille. Oh, ratatouille. Uh, you know, I, I don't usually like to go on the air and go, oh, I didn't actually look this one up. But ratatouille served over Anson Mills polenta cakes. Mm, I, yeah. like, I like polenta. This is all homegrown stuff from the area. Good chunk of it is homegrown. Most of the vegetables have been donated. We actually even have meat donated by DK Cattle. So um, based on fresh local food, which is the best tasting by far, much of it is organic as well. Gardenworks and Tantra Farms, both organic food. 
and slow roasted sugar pumpkins with a black bean salad. Oh, I haven't had dinner yet. This sounds good. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't had dinner either. This is <laughs> I'm tantalizing myself too. Uh, herb roasted potatoes and sweet collard greens. Yes. Mm, greens. Uh, smoky and spicy paprika rubbed beef sirloin. Wow. Yum. So this is all stuff that's going to be at the Hope's Harvest fundraiser this weekend on Sunday. And uh, you were saying that each one of these different sets of menu items will be featured, will have a wine featured with it? Yeah. So there's a table that will have a couple dishes that are tomato and pepper dishes. And so then there'll be some wines that go with those couple of um, of dishes. And then what you'll do actually is you'll get a little Growing Hope keychain when you come in and you'll be able to add a recipe card for each of the recipes. So you'll go home not only with a full stomach, but also with the recipes of how to make things and with an accompanying card that describes the wine that goes with each of those foods. So it's a whole learning environment as well as a culinary extravaganza. Excellent. Yeah. So this is Growing Hope. Amanda is here, the executive director of Growing Hope, to talk about the event this Sunday and about the Roots and Shoots program. And just to name some of the other programs, just that we've talked about some of the names and stuff. Yeah, we have a community education program where we have monthly classes. Uh, it's called Seed to Harvest. You can look in the Ann Arbor News Garden section. They're always listed there. Also, everything's listed on our website. Uh, Roots and Shoots is our after-school program for middle schoolers in the Ypsilanti area, homegrown health. Plan a row for the hungry. We also just launched um, with a number of local organizations a school garden network for all of Washtenaw County. So if anyone's interested in school gardens and wants to get involved with helping to create a vision for how school gardens throughout the county can support each other, they should get in touch with us as well, and we'll put you in touch with that steering committee. Okay. And just to wrap up once more, what is the website for Growing Hope? www.growinghope.net www.growinghope.net and the phone number 734-786-8401 yeah that's growing hope thank you amanda for coming to pandora's lunchbox and talking all about this thanks mike my my favorite radio host yeah thank you so much Well, uh, one thing I do have to point out, though, is I was hoping to talk about a wall of bread that was going to be featured uh, the next, actually tomorrow, I believe, would, would have been the last day. There was a wall of bread built at Alice Lloyd Hall on the University of Michigan campus by an artist named uh, Bailey Liu, I hope I am pronouncing her name correctly, uh, a piece called Breadth. All of bread. Uh, sadly, it appears to have fallen down. Either somebody knocked it over or somebody oh. fell into it. It, it was, rained a lot last night, and it was windy, too. Well, this was actually indoors. Oh. This was indoors, and oh. so it's hard to say exactly what happened to the wall of bread called breadth. You can actually read about it and see a few pictures of it if you go to umich.edu under news. You can see some pictures of what it did look like. The wall of bread called breadth contained 3,960 slices of white bread from 180 loaves. We have a visceral reaction on white bread from Amanda here. (laughs) Uh, From 180 loaves minus the end pieces but with the crusts. But think about it. White bread has no girth, you know. It would have just fallen or you could flick it and it would all collapse, you know. Mm. But see, it was stacked uh, one deep against a wall. So it was a solid wall. And it it worked just fine for a while. In fact, people who walked in didn't see it right away. Many students entering the space, it says here, thought the piece was cardboard with a computer-generated picture attached to it. But it was bread. (laughs) I bet they got hungry. Yeah, that that would actually do it. The, The bread was dried so it wouldn't mold or attract flying insects. 
At first, the artist toasted the slices, but soon found that the process was much too slow. I mean, toasting 3,960 pieces of bread, that could take a while. Yeah. So instead, she decided over the summer months uh, to dry the bread slices on platforms of window screen so air could circulate around the medium. And they were stacked brick style in the chosen space. The process took about seven hours. Yeah. So, so you can look at that former piece of art. Sadly, I guess it's guess it's a white bread mandala. It's a piece of art that no longer exists, but was at the Alice Lloyd Hall to be displayed until tomorrow. But has apparently either been knocked over or been been felled over, something like that. Hope it's gonna get composted. That's that's a good question. Now, with with that question mark in the air, we now conclude Pandora's Lunchbox. Arbolf is here scooting around helping us to face the music. He's getting ready to help us face the music. Thank you again, Amanda, from Growing Hope. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for is, having me. Which is www.growinghope.net. Yay! And thank you for being on Pandora's Lunchbox. We're going to wrap up here with another, uh, something else from the garden here. This is just, we just pulled this out from the garden. This is Julia Lee and all this beef and big ripe tomatoes. The beef wasn't in the gar- garden, but it, you know. Right. So... Julia Lee. This is WCBN FM Ann Arbor. All this beef and big ripe tomatoes, that's all I need. All this beef and big ripe tomatoes, listen and take heed. I like to travel and I like to roam. What I got will bring you right back home. All this beef and big ripe tomatoes, that's all I need. All this beef and big ripe tomatoes, that's all I need. All this beef and big ripe tomatoes, listen and take heed. I got a little gal, she's mighty fine. What I've got will make you change your mind. All this beef and big ripe tomatoes, that's all I need. 